Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. So we have these three statements, all of which are taught in Scripture. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. God is one in essence and three in person. And that's called the doctrine of the Trinity. We're studying doctrines, those concise summaries of foundational beliefs within the Christian church. Here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. The website for the church is highlands.us if you'd like more information about this particular broadcast and to listen to past broadcasts, go to that website, highlands.us. As we begin today, Pastor Layton shares an illustration from an event that took place a while ago. And uh, the illustration goes as follows, that, that Winston Churchill liked to have parties, dinner parties, over at his house, and he would invite guests. And at one of these events, there was a detective from Scotland Yard who specialized in counterfeit currency. And uh, one of the ladies at the table said, well, if that's your expertise, you must uh, study a lot of counterfeit bills. To which the detective responded, no, ma'am, I study genuine bills. And when counterfeits appear, they are readily apparent to me. I study what's real, and then what's not real is readily apparent. I think that's a lesson for all of us in terms of focusing on the essentials, keeping the main thing the main thing, focusing on what the Bible says about God, about doctrine, and so forth, so that those counterfeits will become immediately apparent to us. I think in addition to the resources that we have in Scripture is the resource that we have in the Holy Spirit. As believers, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides in us, and the Holy Spirit can signal us to tell us there's something wrong with what the teacher is saying. There's something wrong with what the teacher is saying. But we need to recognize those warning signals when they come, which means we need to be practicing listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit all the time so that when those warning signals come, we know who it's from and what it's about. In our first sermons on the series, we introduced the subject of doctrine, and we underscored how important, how important it is for us to have good doctrine. In the second sermon, we focus on the Bible because it is from the Bible, from God's Word, that we receive sound doctrine. And then the third sermon of the series began our focus on God that continues today. And one of the things that we learned is that God is incomprehensible, incomprehensible. He's so vast that it's beyond our capacities to know everything there is to know about God. We also learned about the triunity of God, the three-in-oneness, the trinity. Throughout history, God has revealed himself through various fashions, but in, in the last days, it was through Jesus Christ where God was most fully revealed. The apostle Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 2, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. 
and let your lives be built on him. And then your faith will grow in the truth that you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Jesus Christ is God incarnate. He is God in a human body. And what Jesus revealed and taught was recorded for us by his chosen apostles in scriptures, and that's why we look to the scriptures for guidance and understanding. And the Bible provides us the essential foundation doctrines of the Christian faith. What are those doctrines? Well, as we talked about earlier, these doctrines are an effort of human beings to summarize what the Bible teaches about various topics. And so it's limited to first off being human endeavors. Secondly, they're limited by language and vocabulary. And then uh, also different people have different approaches to different things. Uh, my wife and I never use the same approach. Even when we're going from point A to point B in San Bruno, we will choose different routes. We have different ways of thinking. Different scholars have different ways of thinking. And uh, so uh, there's different approaches to how do you describe God? Well, what we decided to do is to go back to the earliest descriptions of God. And the earliest descriptions of God and doctrine were uh, provided by some of the most brilliant Bible scholars in all of our history who gathered together for those first church councils to encapsulate in words as best they could what the Bible teaches about various topics in ancient statements of faith, we call creeds. So creeds are short summaries of what the Bible teaches. And the Apostles' Creed is one of those early statements of faith. This uh, statement contains 14 essential doctrines. God's unity, God's triunity, human depravity, Christ's virgin birth, Christ's sinlessness, Christ's deity, and His humanity, the necessity of God's grace, and the necessity of faith, Christ's atoning death, bodily resurrection, bodily ascension, intercession, and His second coming. When we got together last time, we talked a bit about the Trinity, and and we summarized what the Bible taught about the Trinity in three statements. The statements are, God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. Theologians describe God as one in essence and three in person. There's also a distinction in the work that's done by each member of the Trinity. In the work of salvation, in one sense, it's common to all three. And yet, in the manner of activity, there are differing operations by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For instance, the Father initiates creation and redemption. The Son redeems the creation, and the Holy Spirit regenerates and sanctifies, applying redemption to believers. We're told that Jesus continues as our high priest and advocate before God the Father. Uh, The Apostle John in 1 John 2, 1 says, If anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 2, 5, There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 
So Christ went back to heaven and then sent the Holy Spirit to the church. Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So what Jesus was saying is, I'm going there so that he can come here. John 16, 7. Some have questioned whether or not the Holy Spirit is really a person or maybe just the work of God in this world, like the force from Star Wars. And uh, the name counselor is commonly used of a person who gives counsel or aid or comfort to another person or persons. There are other activities that the Holy Spirit is described as being involved in in the Bible that can be only said of somebody that's a person, such as teaching or praying or distributing some gifts to some and other gifts to others, or forbidding or allowing certain activities for speaking and for being grieved by sin in the lives of Christians. So the Holy Spirit is a person. So we have these three statements, all of which are taught in Scripture. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. God is one in essence and three in person. Now, the doctrine of the Trinity doesn't really fully explain the character of God, the mysterious character of God, but it it does establish some boundaries outside of which we ought not step. And the doctrine of the Trinity is one of the things that distinguishes Christianity from its roots in Judaism. You see, we both believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but to Jewish believers, Christianity sounds polytheistic, multi-God, because of the Trinitarian doctrine. They can't understand, they can't comprehend how three can be one and one can be three. When you think about the historical setting, the the little nation of Israel uh, was surrounded by polytheistic cultures, such as the Babylonians and the Medo-Persians and the Greeks and the Romans, who had gods and goddesses everywhere. And the Jewish people alone and the ancient Mediterranean world were uniquely monotheistic. There is only one God. Now, there was a lovely Jewish lady who wanted to know more about Christianity. And so she set an appointment. My dad was alive and well at the time. So I'm talking about a story that goes back many, many years. And uh, we were excited about meeting with her. We sat down with her. And she says, I- I've got a couple of questions about Christianity. I, I need you to explain to me the Trinity. Dad did his best to explain the Trinity, but she could not comprehend the idea that God is one in three and three in one. And because of that, she chose to walk out because she couldn't comprehend God. Remember that God is incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. You know, there, there are a lot of efforts, uh, attempts that people have had over the years to create some model in this world that describes the Trinity of God. They've talked about water being in three states, gas, liquid, and solid. Uh, they've talked about the sun being power, heat, and, and light. They've, they've gotten, you know what? For 2,000 years, Christians have been trying to develop a model in space-time that describes a spiritual reality. 
If anyone had come up with a really great model, we'd all been using it for the last 2,000 years. But we keep trying to find a model. We never will find a model because it is too far beyond our capacity to understand God comprehensively. Now, I also want to underscore that it's our goal to know God. Well, you might say, yes, of course, but how do you know God? Do you have the answer to that? Is there a clear understanding in your mind about how to know God? Well, Pastor Leighton Sheely will talk further about that on the next edition of Verse by Verse, a daily broadcast outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. With the weekend not too far away, this might be a good time to remind you that details about the church, especially service times and driving directions, can be found on the website at highlands.us. Or maybe it's easier for you to call. The church phone number is 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. And the website again is highlands.us. As always, it would be a great encouragement to us if you simply let us know that you've tuned in and have been blessed by the message. I'm Mike Trout inviting you back tomorrow at this same time for another study verse by verse. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.